0: What's going on everybody, Josh Engelman for AwesomeO.com and I am back with my NFL DFS top fives for week 13 on DraftKings. Now be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. Let me know in the comment section who your favorite plays are for this week. Don't forget, you guys can go sign up at Jock Market using the promo code Osmo. Awesome. You can see the banner on the screen. I think I'm pointing the right way. It looks like I am. You can get up to $50 on your first deposit by using the promo code AWESOMO. That's 100% match. So if you put in $50, they are going to match with 50 You can't really beat it. On the screen right now, you can see the defense. We are not going to talk about it, but the Dolphins are at the top of the heap for this week. Who will be my top five? Right there. Fiverts. Tight ends. Wide receivers. Running backs and quarterbacks. It's time to find out. We're kicking it off at number five, but honestly, a lot of this just looks the same at two, three, and four, and we have one guy that is very clearly the cash option that you're going to play this week. Evan Ingram makes it to the number five spot, 3,500, projected for nine and a half fantasy points. The Giants are six-point underdogs, 39 and a half point total against Miami. It's, you know, a matchup against Miami. The number 27-ranked offense at PFF against the number 20-ranked defense, he's just a decent value at, uh, 3500. I don't have much to say for Evan Ingram. Like, he's in the optimal lineup 6% of the time. If I had a dip, like, if this were the top four videos, I wouldn't have to talk about him. 6% is basically nothing, and I don't have anything else I, I can add to Evan Ingram. So, sorry, guys. Now we're on to at least real tight ends that matter. At number four, we get George Kittle, 5,900, projected for 15 and a half fantasy points. San Francisco is in Seattle, three and a half point favorites, 45 and a half point total. It's the number 10 offense at PFF against the number 23 ranked defense. He's got a 1% chance to go for more than 30. So there is a slight ceiling as a tight end and a 10% chance to be in the optimal. Now we're starting to, when we get into double digits, that starts to matter. He's not all that different than two and three, but everybody's different than number one. Kyle Pitt slides into the technically tied for second spot, 5600 projected for 15, ten and a half point dogs here for the Falcons. 50 and a half point total though, which means we should accept, expect some scoring. The problem is, don't necessarily know if it's going to come from Atlanta. They are the number 14 offense, but they're going up against the number three defense. He can probably get to 30 once every season and a half, maybe something in that neighborhood. But he is in the optimal lineup 11 percent of the time, looking pretty good. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that a $5,600 Kyle Pitts is a bad play. We're going to switch sidelines now. Number two, Rob Gronkowski, 5,300, projected for 14 fantasy points. I'd be shocked if he doesn't get in the end zone here. Again, Tampa, 10.5 point favorites, 50.5 point total. The number one offense at PFF against the number 31 defense. This is about as good of a matchup as you are ever going to find. You even get Brady in a dome. He doesn't even have to worry about weather concerns. Every part of this looks good. Gronkowski looks fantastic. He is my favorite tight end that isn't the very clear number one mispriced guy. And that number one tight end is Foster Moreau. 2,700 projected for 11 fantasy points. The Raiders are one and a half point favorites against Washington, 49 and a half point total. Not much of this matters. What matters is this. Foster Moreau should get a lot of work this week and he's at 2,700. Yes, 2,700. That price alone makes everything work. If you're playing a cash game and you don't use Foster Moreau, it's a problem. If you're playing someone in the cash game and they don't use Foster Moreau, you should write their name down and play against them as much as you can. On to the wide receivers now, and in at number five, we've got Brandon Ayuk, and we're going to be taking a pretty big step up in tier after this one. 5,600 for Ayuk, projected for 15 fantasy points. San Francisco, 3.5-point favorites, 45-point total. We talked about them a little bit when we looked at George Kittle, but I think Ayuk looks even better, honestly. 14% chance to be in the optimal. Similar odds to Kittle of going for more than 30. It's just a really advantageous matchup because this Seattle defense is not what they normally are. This one shouldn't be too surprising. 9K Cooper Cup is in at number four. He is projected for almost 25 fantasy points. The Rams are 13-point favorites against the Jags, 48-point total. They are the number 13-ranked offense at PFF, going up against the number 30 defense, so that's pretty good. 29% likelihood for Cooper Cup to go for more than 30. 19% chance that he's in the optimal lineup, so You know, you're probably going to need like 25 plus pretty easily and close to 30 to really get that done. Honestly, like you probably need like 35 at 9K. I mean, 28% chance at 30%, 19 to get in the optimal. That means that he can get to 30 and not be in the optimal pretty regularly. That's what happens when you have a 9K price tag. But the overall ceiling on Cooper Cup might be unrivaled on Sunday. Or you could just save some money and go to $6,600. Chris Godwin, projected for 18 and a half fantasy points. We talked about how good of a matchup Tampa has this week, as good as it gets on paper, one versus 31. He also has a ceiling 6% chance that he goes for more than 30. You certainly don't need that. 21% chance that he is in the optimal because $6,600 is a very easy price tag to pay off. You don't need a ton out of Chris Godwin to get it done. That's why he's in at the number three spot, just barely missing out on the tie at the top. First guy in at number two would be Devontae Parker, 3,900, projected for 13 fantasy points. Miami, six-point favorites, 39.5-point total here against the Giants. That's kind of gross, but I mean, it's a good matchup in that the Giants aren't very good, 29th in defense. You're not expecting Parker to go for more than 30, but a 21% chance to be in the optimal lineup because of that price tag. Look, he's just going to pull some ownership because of the price. Be very aware of the build of your lineups if you have, say, Moreau and Parker in that same lineup. Finally, the number one wide receiver is going to be Hunter Renfro, 5,800, projected for about 17. We've talked about the Raiders a bit now, obviously, with Foster Moreau. But, you know, number 18 offense against number 10 defense, we're just losing weapons for the Raiders. Obviously, Henry Ruggs is not going to be playing anytime soon. We have no Darren Waller, so Renfro is slowly but surely gaining in role. 2% chance to go for more than 30, 22% chance to be in the optimal lineup. It's a tie at the top, but I prefer Hunter Renfro. He is my number one wide receiver. Next up at number five, we've got appropriately priced $7,600 Alexander Madison. He's projected for 22.5 fantasy points. No Dalvin Cook. Minnesota taking on the Detroit Lions. They are 7.5 point favorites. In Detroit, 46.5 point total. The Lions are the worst defense at PFF. The Vikings are the number 11 offense. This spot is incredible for Madison. You kind of wish that he would have been underpriced a little bit, but I mean, I guess he kind of is. 18% likelihood to go for more than 30. 20% likelihood to be in the optimal lineup. You're just not going to feel bad about any Alexander-Madison lineup you get because that's how bad the Lions are. Next up at number four, we're going to 6K Eli Mitchell. Man, we're really just checking off the boxes of multiple San Francisco 49ers this week. Projected for 19 fantasy points. Again, taking on Seattle, a defense that you're not all that worried about. A decent enough total at 45.5. Decent enough ceiling, too. 6% likelihood that Eli Mitchell goes for more than 30. You certainly don't need it. 22% chance that he is in the optimal lineup. It's just a really nice value at 6K. There's a lot of spots, whether it's at wide receiver or running back in this 6K range that look pretty good. Eli Mitchell is pretty clearly at the top of that list or at least close to the top of that list because number three is James Conner and he is 5,900 projected for 18.7 fantasy points. Arizona, seven and a half point favorites in Chicago, only a 42 and a half point total, but that's okay. It just means more points for Arizona. They are the number six ranked offense at PFF, going up against the number 25 ranked defense. He's got a 7% chance to go for more than 30 and a 24% chance to be in the optimal lineup. But look at that pair, James Conner, Eli Mitchell. You get them both for just under 12K. You got a lot of extra money to pay up for someone like, I don't know, Cooper Cup. Next up at number two, another guy in that exact same range, $5,700 Antonio Gibson, projected for almost 19 fantasy points. Washington in Las Vegas. They're one and a half point dogs. 49.5 point total. It's the number 17 offense against the number 12 defense. So, not the best matchup in the world, but not exactly the worst either. 5.5% chance to go for more than 30. 26% chance to be in the optimal lineup. Look at that trio. Gibson, Connor, Mitchell. All at 6K or below. What's that to like? And finally, we close it out with the best value of them all. $5,400 Jamal Williams projected for 18.8 fantasy points. Detroit, Taking on Minnesota, they're big time dogs, 46 and a half point total, but I expect him to get a lot of work. 25th ranked offense, you know, it could be worse, I guess. I mean, it couldn't be that much worse. Number 15 ranked defense for Minnesota, so you're not worried about that. If the game stays competitive, he's involved the entire time, 6% chance to go for more than 30, 30% chance to be in the optimal, you're going to have to mix and match because a lot of these guys look similar, but one, two, three, and 4 are really going to... Look, You're probably only going to need one out of those top four to actually make it into an optimal lineup. That's how hard NFL DFS is. But I think concentrating in this 5,500 to 6K range is the best spot on DraftKings for any position. Now, before we get to the quarterbacks, one last reminder to please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman, and let me know in the comments who your favorite and least favorite of my contenders are. Don't forget to go sign up at Jock Market using the promo code Osmo, so you can get up to $50 on your first deposit. Closing it out now with the quarterback's number five, Jalen Hurts. He is 7K, projected for 22 fantasy points. Philly's got a dream matchup against the Jets. Seven-point favorites, 45-point total. The number 19 offense, not ideal. The number 28 defense, pretty ideal. 4% chance to go for more than 30. Just a 7% chance to be in the optimal lineup. I like Hurts a lot this week, hard to avoid, but again, it's quarterback, you know, you guys know the drill, we dictate our quarterback exposures based on our wide receivers, not the other way around. In a number 4, $7,800 Lamar Jackson, he is projected for almost 25 fantasy points, Baltimore taking on Pittsburgh, they're 4.5 point favorites, 44 point total, Lamar sort of is the entire offense for Baltimore, so he's ranked 20th, but it's a little bit different from a fantasy perspective. 21st-ranked defense here for Pittsburgh. Not a very good team in general. 15% chance for Lamar Jackson to go for more than 30. 9% chance to be in the optimal lineup. I'm loving it here. Make sure you've got your eye on Lamar Jackson. Well worth a $7,800 price tag. Next up at number three, we obviously talked about a few of the pass catchers that are involved, but Derek Carr is here at 6K, projected for 20 and a half, taking on a Washington football team that is the number 10-ranked defense at PFF. It's not the best spot in the world, and losing... Pass catchers doesn't exactly help Carr. It helps the other guys. But Carr, on the other hand, would rather have actual better talent out on the field. So 1.5% chance to go for more than thirty-nine percent chance to be in the optimal. I think you use Carr a lot just by using Foster Moreau or by using someone like Hunter Renfro. But be aware, I sort of like the opposite stance where you don't have to bring Carr along for the ride because Moreau can get there on his own. And I think Renfro can sort of get there on his own. It doesn't necessarily mean that Carr has to be there. Maybe you look at the opposite side of this game. Like I said, the opposite side of this game. Number two, Taylor Heineke, 5,600, projected for 20 fantasy points. You know, slight dogs, big total, not a huge chance to go for more than 30, 10.5% chance of being the optimal, but... Maybe we go to Heineke instead. We use Foster Moreau or Hunter Renfro as the bringbacks in a stack because I think Heineke just looks a little bit better than Derek Carr. And I think that sort of stack in a GPP will be used significantly less often. Finally, we close it out with the GOAT. Tom Brady, 7,200, projected for 25, the best matchup on the slate, the number one offense, the second worst defense, in a dome, 11 point favorites, 50 point total, a 13% chance to go for more than 30, a 15% chance to be in the optimal, so you're looking for 30 or more from Brady, and honestly, why would you expect something different? Unless they just continue to get inside the five and go running play, running play, running play, Tom Brady is going to score a lot of fantasy points against Atlanta, and that is why he is my number one contender at quarterback. Alrighty, folks, that will do it. Those are my NFL DFS top fives for week 13 on DraftKings. Now there's a FanDuel version of this video around here somewhere, check it out. Good luck this Sunday, enjoy yourself. Make sure you're watching the first look show at 9 a.m. with myself and Adam Scher when we break it down for the first hour. The first hour of four hours of content. You don't wanna miss it. Good luck this weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.